Don't fake the happy until you're actually happy. I know a lot of people do that. Nah, man. Be vulnerable with the spirit. Be real with the spirit. It's okay. Tell God that you're sad. And I tell you, when you are vulnerable with the spirit, when you when you when you are transparent with your feelings with the spirit, I tell you, man, I feel like that's when you give the real space for the Holy Spirit to do his work. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here you. on Church Boy uh, Confessions. Uh. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emanuel Hecke. Hope you guys had an amazing past week. Welcome to episode 142. Um, we have our Bible study today, guys. It is happening for the second time today, um, April 4th, today at 5 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to be meeting on Google Meets. I'm going to be talking about hearing God's voice. Yes, that's going to be a topic. Um, um, I, I know that there's a lot of us, especially in our community, especially around our age group of people who, you know, have struggled with, you know, you struggle with this. What is God's voice? How do I hear God's voice? What do I do to hear God's voice? I need to hear God's voice about a certain circumstance. And there's just the, the conversation around that is so large. Um, but, you know, I'm really excited to have a conversation tonight. Um, if you haven't already, you can sign up. If you've already signed up, then you, you should have already received um the google meets uh invite in your email if you don't if you haven't had that email it's at community at unassociated unassociated.com or just sign up if you haven't already we'll make sure you get the link come one come all um it's open to everyone i'm really excited to have this conversation though for real so that's tonight um we are going to close the sign up like probably within a couple hours of the actual bible study and whatnot so definitely make sure that you sign up if you haven't already and yeah we're gonna have a great conversation um and before we get started ladies and gentlemen you know the donations and the love has been so amazing and so great um if you at any point in any time feel led at all during this episode during the week whatever it might be to donate to this ministry man i tell you um, we need you all we need we need your contributions in order to do the things that god has put on put on our hearts to do um and and we we await you know what i'm saying the right time and the right place and just putting pieces in place and structure um, to make sure that we are executing every project that comes to to uh, comes to our heart, honestly. So, you know, if you would like if you feel led to help us, you know, pay for the resources and for the events and for the future projects and the equipment, um, please consider donating at www.unassociated.com slash donate. And if you are someone who has donated already, whether it was once and if you're the ones that have been donating monthly, you've made your monthly subscriptions, I'm telling you, it has truly been a blessing to this ministry already. Um, and, you know, you are a contributor to everything that we are able to do on this platform. You are a contributor to the impact that we are making and God's going to bless you as he blesses us in Jesus name. Amen. So thank you so much for that. Honestly. Um, yeah. So we're going to get straight to it though. Um, today I wanted to talk about, um, our image of God in a sense, ultimately talking about God being our refuge. But before I get to that, I, I want to talk about ways that we, view God. You know, I think for a lot of us, there have been, even if this is not the common way that we view God, it, at different times of our lives, we have viewed God like this. 
Um, you know, for, for a lot of us, when we think of our image of God, it's this powerful being that's sitting on a throne in heaven, which is absolutely true, right? Um, but at the same time, we, we have this image of God to be someone who's very stern and very serious, not the one to play with, and, and kind of scary, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and quite honestly, like I said, like, this is kind of, there's nothing false about any of that stuff, but there's a key word that I think encapsulates the negative feelings that we might have about the image of God that I really want to tackle today. And that word is unapproachable. I don't know if it's inapproachable or unapproachable. I'm going to say unapproachable. And I just really hope that after afterwards I look this up and it's actually unapproachable. But yeah, I think a lot of us, without really knowing, we have these times in our lives where we think that God is unapproachable. He is this almighty being sitting on a throne, so mighty, so sovereign and all that different stuff. And like, we just can't even approach him because he's so great and he's so holy. And, you know, he is so great and he is so holy. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't get me wrong, but that doesn't mean that God is not approachable, right? Um, I think that for a lot of us, the reason why we think that God is unapproachable is because we commonly associate um, that trait with people in power, right? Like the president or kings. Like when you think of the president or kings, I'm, I'm sure that if you're listening to this, the chances are you don't have like open access to a president or a king, right? Um, or even some of our parents, some of our parents grew up and, you know, some some of their parents uh, their parenting skills were quite toxic. So you feel like you couldn't approach your parent with some things that were that you were dealing with, you know what I'm saying? Or just approach your parent as a human being at all, you know? And when we have these power structures in our lives um, and these these people, you know, treat us certain ways or come off to us a certain way or we view these people in certain ways, I think that, that definitely impacts um, how we end up viewing God because, you know, we see these people in power a certain way so then we're going to see the person that has all the power in a certain way right but the point that i want to really get across this episode is that god is almighty yes that is true he is holy yes that is true um and he is even sometimes scary right but god is indeed approachable and we're going to talk about that first place i'm going to go to is colossians chapter 1 verse 21 we're going to read verse 23 um, verse 21 says, once you were alien, once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior. But now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present your whole present you wholly in his sight without blemish and free of accusation. If you continue in your faith, established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel. May God bless the hearing and reading. An understanding of his word in Jesus name. Amen. I love this verse. This is a verse that I really um, needed and would commonly read when I was struggling with sins, um, particularly sexual sins, pornography, masturbation. I needed to remind myself of verses like this in order to get back up and come back to God and view God as an approachable God. Um, I needed to know that, you know, don't get me wrong, right? There there has been a point in time where, like, God, I think, was more the unapproachable, like, trait was definitely more justified, right? Because, I mean, you read the Old Testament and you see, like, some places where priests would sacrifice things or, or do things wrong and then they get killed on the spot or like they would see the presence of God and great smoke. And they're like, oh, I don't want I don't want no part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like 
But there's there's a difference that we see when Jesus Christ dies for our sins, ladies and gentlemen. If Jesus Christ never died for our sins, maybe we can, you know, add more merit to this claim that God is unapproachable. But Jesus Christ definitely did die for our sins, right? Um, and because Jesus Christ died for our sins, we have to understand that we are made holy. We are made without blemish. And all the accusations that have been placed upon us by our own selves, our own sinful nature, and even the enemy, we are free from all of them because of what Jesus Christ has done. So that means that when we present ourselves to the Lord, when we approach the Lord, we are seen by him to be holy, blameless, without any blemish, and free from all accusations. That is the truth for those who are in Christ Jesus. That is the truth. That is how God perceives us. And it's very important for us to know that because if we know that that's how God perceives us when we approach him, that then dispels a lot of the fear that we might be holding in us when we um, don't want to approach God for, for sin or whatever it might be, all right? Yes, God... You know, is that person sitting on the throne, right? But he's not the person that is eager. You know, he has his hand hovering over a lever, eager to see when you're going to mess up or when you're going to, you know, punk out or when you're, when you're going to. He's not waiting to see if there's any weakness in you or, oh, there's the sin and then pull the lever and send you straight to hell. No, that's not the God that we serve. God is a lowly God. You know what I'm saying? Like he is a God He's a father that condescends to his children. Um, it's very, very important for us to know that, right? I know those kind of sound like two very different, you know, things, but, you know, and I, and I think that that's where the challenge is, right? Um, but, you know, don't put God into a box, right? We don't like when people put our own personality into a box or the things that we, are, we do and things that we're capable into a box. Um, God is very just. God is very righteous. God is very holy. Um, God is perfect. And at the same time, he loves us so much, you know, that that he's the God that literally rolled up his sleeves, stepped down off of his throne, entered into the earth to face getting beaten, humiliated and killed just because of us. Because he loves us ultimately so he can have a relationship with us. I think through. Who, who I know God to be and what the word supports is that God, yes, he's our master, but he doesn't want to just be our master, right? God wants to be our refuge. God wants to be the place that we run to. God wants to be our sanctuary. God wants to be our friend. God wants to be that best friend that you call up in the middle of the night to talk about your problems. God wants to be that person where it's like, man, you don't know what to do next. And you just turn to that person. And you say, you know what? Please just help me to get through this. God wants to be that. That's literally what he wants to be. That's literally why, you know, he, he has gone this far to keep to have died on the cross for our sins is so we can have that relationship with him god wants to be the closest person in your life he wants to be the closest to you that's his goal so for this episode i'm going to talk about two things that i think we need to understand and when we understand these things it ultimately helps us um, to view God as our refuge, not just that almighty God sitting on the throne. Like I said, he is that person, 
but he is also our refuge. And I think one thing that is very important for us to understand um, is that when we are sad and when we are depressed, he is the person to go to. And this part of this message was inspired by my boy, Philip, who's an amazing writer on our team. Definitely go and check out his um, devotionals on our blog, www.unassociated.com. He has many great stuff. And he brought this one up in conversation, and he's going to write a piece about it. And when he writes about it, I'll I'll let you guys know. Um, But he was talking about, like, you know, feeling sad, right, as a Christian and the nuances of that. And, you know, it it quickly turned into a conversation. and, And more so, you know, I started thinking about, you know, this subculture of Christianity and, and I call it a subculture because it's not all Christians, and I hate when people generalize Christians. But there's a lot of Christians um, that that are always coming off as happy. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, like, you know, I, I would imagine that since joy is a fruit of the Spirit, then Christians are supposed to be joyful, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that should be where we're at, right? Um but I think that there's a subculture of Christians where it's like the problem is that they're forcing it, right? They're forcing themselves to come off as happy with every interaction that they have and every encounter that they have. And and I, I, I think that it's quite toxic, you know? Um, it's different if, like, you genuinely have the joy of the Lord, obviously, then, yeah, like, amen, you know? I've, 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 been, I've been called jolly, in the past. I kid you not. I think it's the most hilarious thing ever. I've been called a jolly person in the past. And, and I think that I, I am. Like, I think I'm genuinely happy most of the time. Right. But it's the difference between the Christian that's genuinely happy because the fruit of the spirit is joy and the Christian that's just trying to come off as happy because they feel like they need to in order to show other people that God is good. I think that ultimately, sometimes we get to the point where we start to think that being sad is a sin, right? And don't get me wrong, right? I understand that we need to show other people that God is good, right? And and a lot of the times people see how God is good when he when they see the joy in our lives. But do understand that God is always good. That's a fact, but that doesn't mean that we are always happy, right? The reality is that we face trials, tribulations that can bring us down. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, just, you know, indulge in your sadness because sadness definitely is, you know, typically caused by our distrust in God to some type of degree. Right. And God wants us to trust him. Right. Um, Or, um, you know, there's some of us. You know, God has to rebuke us because we, we're not having faith in certain situations where we're supposed to have faith, you know. And ultimately, yes, God wants us to exhibit the fruits of the spirit, which is one of them being joy. But at the same time, man, like in order to exhibit the fruits of the spirit, you got to be vulnerable with the spirit. You know, you don't exhibit the fruits of the spirit by just forcing yourself to come off as happy to everybody that you meet, you know, because you want to be that Christian that, you know, Everybody knows that God is good because you're always happy. Nah, man, like you got to be vulnerable with God. You got you to gotta tell God, hey, I'm sad. Hey, I'm not feeling good. Like I'm not hot right now, you know? Like you got to be open to God, 
You got to be open to it. You got to be open to the spirit to come in and make the necessary arrangements. But some of us, we try to fake happy all the time. It's like, man, we're not even we're not even being real with God. We're not being, being real with nobody around us. Be real. Maybe God is okay with you literally being in a situation where, man, it looks like so much sorrow. It looks like so much pain. It looks like so much sadness because what he's about to do in your life, oh my goodness, he wants the glory, his glory to be shown from that transition, from true sadness and just not really knowing what's going to happen next to just joy, the joy of the spirit. And people will ask you what happened. And that's when you tell them God is great. Hmm. Because this is my testimony or God is great because for some reason I woke up today and the peace that surpasses all understanding has truly guarded my heart and my mind. It's not going to be just you trying to fake it till you make it. I don't I don't think that Christians this is my opinion. I don't think that Christians should be faking it till they make it. Don't fake the happy until you're actually happy. I know a lot of people do that. Nah, man, be vulnerable with the spirit. Be real with the spirit. It's OK. Tell God that you're sad. And I tell you, when you are vulnerable with the spirit, when you when you when you are transparent with your feelings with the spirit, I tell you, man. I feel like that's when you give the real space for the Holy Spirit to do his work. Are you sad? Are you frustrated? Go ahead and tell God you wouldn't be the first one. Literally, look at look at David. Not all of the Psalms, not all of David's Psalms are about rejoicing and being happy. In fact, I actually prepared to read one. And I'm, this is not going to come up on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. But nevertheless, I'm going to read this. because I'm going to jump around. Um, this is Psalm six. Psalm six. This is what our boy David was saying, right? Not every psalm was about prospering and, and oh, I conquered my enemies. Hooray, kalu, kale. Nah, like, look at this. It said, it said uh, in Psalm 6, it says, O Lord, do not rebuke me in your anger, nor chasten me in your hot displeasure. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I am weak. O Lord, heal me, for my bones are troubled. My soul also is greatly troubled. But you, O Lord, how long? If we jump to verse 6, this is, this is the real one. It says, I am weary with my groaning. All night I make my bed swim. I drench my cu my couch with my tears. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows old because of all my enemies. Look at this. He's being real. Like David is being real. Like, yo, I'm literally drenching my couch with tears. My eyes hurt from how much I'm crying. This guy's scared. This guy's in despair. This guy is sad. But then look at the ending. I think the ending is so beautiful. It says, depart from me, all you workers of iniquity, for the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. Let all my enemies be ashamed and greatly troubled. Let them turn back and be ashamed suddenly. Look at how David was sad, but he still ended his psalm with faith because he said, I'm sad right now. I'm very sad right now. He didn't hide the fact that he was sad. But he said, I'm sad, so I'm going to cry out to my dad. I'm going to cry out to, to, to my God. And all my enemies beware because my God is the type of God that hears our cries. So I'm going to cry. So it's okay to cry. Because we serve the God that hears our cries. Hmm. You don't have to fake happy. 
you can cry because God hears your cries. And then you can have faith knowing that because my God has heard my cry, my circumstances, my enemies, every situation that goes against the will of God in my life, beware. Because Yahweh has heard our cry. Hmm. If there's one person to be vulnerable with, let it be the person that's created you and let it be the person that knows more about you than you know about yourself. God wants you to be transparent. God wants you to approach him. Another thing I want us to understand is, you know, how when we are covered in our own sin, we can still go to God. We need to go to God. I think that the that God seems the most the most unapproachable when we sin, right after we sin, right after we've done something that we said we're not going to do anymore, right after, you know, we've just continued to, to go in this direction and so on. We feel so dirty. Why on earth would the king of kings want anything to do with someone as dirty as us? God seems the most unapproachable after we just sinned. And that's why I love the fact that Jesus gave us the story of the prodigal son, which never gets old because we can never stop learning about the grace of God. This is a man, a young man who abandons his family and he puts his father to shame to spend a life of squandering money and unrighteous and unrighteous living. And then he comes to the end of him, uh, the end of himself. And in Luke 15, starting at verse 17, he has a change of heart. In verse 17, he says, When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. Mm. Jesus gave us the story of the prodigal son as a metaphor for our relationship with our own heavenly father. We are the prodigal sons and daughters. That at different times have turned our backs on our father. Intentionally, unintentionally, we've gone out to live lives of sin. We've fallen into sin. We've slipped into sin. We've slid into sin. Hmm. And we get, we get to a point where we feel like there's absolutely no way, even though we want to go back, there's absolutely no way that we can approach our Father again after we have done what we have done. Hmm. Because we are too dirty. We are too ashamed. We are too disappointed. But I've come here this morning to let you know that God loves you too much. And while we are contemplating on how unapproachable God must be after we have sinned, God is the Father that sees us still a long ways way. And starts running after us with compassion, just like the father did to the prodigal son. <laughs> Yet we're literally still here talking about whether God's approachable or not. 
Yes, God is the almighty being that sits on the throne, but he is also the lowly father that runs after his creation who he is in love with. Don't put God in a box. God is our refuge. He is our refuge, and we need to know that. We need to know that when we're sad because we need to go to him, and he is where our joy is. And we need to know that after we sin because we need to go to him because he's the only one that's going to deliver us from our sins and forgive us from our sins. He is where our redemption is, and you can't fix yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, no, for real, like, yo, God is approachable, man. Be vulnerable with God. Just be real with God. Like, present everything to him. First of all, he knows everything, but he still wants you to present it to him, you know? Because some of us, we hide, even though we, we can't hide, but we hide, right? And stop it, man. Stop it. Be vulnerable with him. Be real with him and be honest with yourself as well. He's going to fix you. He's going to make you better. I tell you, man. But yeah, um, Father God, <laughs> Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for this episode. Thank you so much for the time that you've given um, for us to have this conversation, Lord. And I pray that it blesses the listener. Uh, I pray, Father God, that whomever is listening, Lord, that they um, be able to see you, Lord, and, and approach you, oh God. That they no longer see you as an unapproachable God, but they truly see you as their father who cares so much about them, cares more about them than their actual parents, cares more about them than any other human being in their life. So, Father God, help us to be vulnerable with you. Um, help us to grow in you. Help us to draw nearer to you. And your word says you'll draw nearer to us, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. Um, I hope I hope to see you guys later today. Um, 5.30 Pacific time. Uh, we're going to have an amazing, amazing conversation. See you guys. Peace.